You're listening to The Wells of Salvation. My name is Brother Paul Bryson, and I'm here with you to help you in the study of God's Word. I want to read today about a subject that is so prevalent throughout society, whether it be in the United States or around the world, and that's lying. Uh, Our nation is full of liars. Uh, I'm not talking about just the political system, which all of us know to be that, but it's also in every segment of society that is in the world today. We have it. Now, I'm going to read you what God says about that and just see if anyone wants to change and be a child of God rather than a liar because a liar has a pitiful end that uh, we don't have the human language to express or explain. Now, in the 21st chapter of the book of the Revelation, uh, he said in verse 8 that, but the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers, and idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. That's terrible. That's awful. Uh, You know, we don't like to read this. We don't like to hear it preached, but, uh, you know, it's in there. And we're going to have to face it either here or when we die. I prefer to face it now as we read in the 22nd chapter of the book of the Revelation and 15th verse. He said, For without are dogs and sorcerers and whoremongers and murderers and idolaters. Listen. And whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. Now, that's that's not a very flattering thing to know about in a way, but yet it's the truth. And uh, we can go back to the Old Testament and read some there in Psalms uh, 3, I'm sorry, 63 and 11. It says, But the king shall rejoice in God, Everyone that sweareth by him shall glory, but the mouth of them that speak lies shall be stopped. In Proverbs chapter 19 and verse 5, he said, A false witness, that's a liar, shall not be unpunished, and he that speaketh lies shall not escape. And you can find that in the 19th chapter of Proverbs in the 9th verse as well. Now, In Isaiah chapter 44 and verse 25, that flustereth the tokens of the liars and maketh diviners mad, that turneth the wise men backward and maketh their knowledge foolish. Now, that's what a liar can do. They can say that that preacher didn't preach the truth. He preached a lie. Well, That's what God's talking about here. 
Now, here is the one that we read a while ago that I want to emphasize because this is going to run the whole gamut of falsehood. And here's what it is in the 21st chapter of Revelation in verse 8. I'll read it again. But the fearful and unbelieving and abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Uh, have you ever seen a lake of water? And sometimes the wind will uh, touch up on it and move the waves around. Well, that's the way, only it's going to be more fierce than that. This lake is burning. That means that there's flames that are shooting up out of it. And the wicked are caught in those flames. And they're burning. There's no question about it. And you won't burn up. And let me tell you something. The grave is not hell. I don't care what the Jehovah Witnesses say. God says it isn't. So when we have these things that are confronting us day by day by day, we need to address them, whether they be tasteful or distasteful. And this certainly is distasteful. Nobody wants to talk about hell. Nobody wants to talk about going there. I don't want anyone to go there. God certainly does not because he sent his son to be the uh, substitute for us. In other words, his son die in our place and then we could uh, go free. You know, back in the very beginning in the Garden of Eden, whenever uh, Adam was asked from God, uh, what have you done? Have you eaten that forbidden fruit that I told you not to? Did you eat of that tree? And Adam, well, of course, is the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And the devil tempted them with that, that uh, he told a woman that, you know, if you'll eat of that fruit, you'll be wise like God. So why not eat it? Well, she did, and she gave to her husband, and he ate it. And so that's what Adam told God. He told him the exact truth. He said, this woman that thou gavest me did eat and gave to me, and I did eat. So he told the truth. I've heard people say that he told a lie, that he was just laying the blame off on the woman. Well, you could say that. But that doesn't satisfy the fact that Adam told God the truth about what happened. But the facts are, it wasn't him acknowledging what he said. It's the fact that he ate the fruit. That was the transgression was the eating of the fruit, because said, of all the trees of the garden, thou mayst freely eat, save the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. In the day thou eatest thereof, thou shalt die. Now that's what God had said. And so Adam ate of that truth, uh, that fruit, and he told God the truth. Now, you can come on uh, down through the scriptures and you can find it just full of lies that 
people have told, and God has always and will always tell the truth. And so that's what he's doing. He's telling us the truth. He's telling you as a sinner what the truth is, that all liars are going to have their part in the lake of fire. Are you a liar? Do you tell lies? Knowingly. Now sometimes we may, listen carefully now, we may misrepresent the truth by not having all the facts. Uh, we may not intentionally do that. But yet we may repeat gossip and someone's told us the wrong tale and we repeat it and we've told a lie, not knowingly, but we're not supposed to gossip. That prevents that. That's what God uh, wants us to not be gossipers because uh, you're liable to be telling a lie when you repeat uh, gossip. It's like in our churches, our old-fashioned missionary Baptist churches, if someone is brought up on a charge in the church that the church feels like it's going to have to deal with that individual, then we tell them what the charge is. Brother, you have been seen drinking alcohol. You have been seen, uh, seen stealing you have been seen lying or whatever. Well, that's the charge. And you see, the reason of the charge is is because there was a witness that saw it. Now, we do not take hearsay. That's the point I'm making about this gossip business. It's dangerous. What about if someone walked up to me and said, uh, Brother Bryson, um, I saw so-and-so here in the church drinking. Well, I go and tell the church that so-and-so's been drinking. You know what they're going to ask me? Did you see him drink? I would have to say no. And they would say, well, we have to have a witness. Because we don't want gossip to be the reason to turn the brother out of the church. We want the truth to be the reason if it has to be done. So that's the way it is. And you know, uh, uh, everything that stems from lies is bad. Uh, it causes the downfall of uh, churches, families, um uh, nations. And you know, in this he said, uh, uh, whoremongers, that's someone that just lives their life to have sex with someone of the opposite sex. Now, that's uh, something they practice. It's a practice. It's something they love to do. It's the same thing with a liar. It's someone that tells lies. I have had lies told on me, and I'm sure you have. And it doesn't feel good, does it, for someone to tell something that is just a bald-faced lie on you. And uh, I don't know why they do it. It, it may be because 
they don't like you, but I think the prime reason for that is that they're trying to cover up their own uh, guilt, something they're guilty of. If they can get uh, everybody to looking at the other person, then uh, they'll uh, uh, take their eyes off of them. And uh, so that's, that's unfortunate. That's unfortunate. But it does happen. And I apologize for the phone. I'm sorry. But anyway, you don't want to be found a liar in God's book of records. And he does take a record. It's all written down. Uh, if you're an unbeliever, that's in the books. If you're a whoremonger, that's in the books. If you're a liar, that is in the books. Who have you told a lie on? Well, i tell you what. Think of this, neighbor. Have you told a lie on yourself? Have you told God that you're a good person? When the Bible says there is none good. No, not one. Now that's what God said. God said you're not good. That you are um, covered in sin. Your life is full of sin. And even after we are saved, we still sin. We don't want to. We hate it when we do. But still, because of the weakness of the flesh, we still lie. You know, uh, sometimes a lie can be that you just didn't tell all of the truth. You might tell the good part and leave the bad part out, and that would be a lie. So it's a point that I'm making that all of us are liars one way or the other, but there's some of us that loves to lie. That's the lost sinner. And then there's some that hates it when we lie, when we tell something that is not so. And usually when we lie, it's to a spouse or someone we work with or uh, someone uh, and it, it's like you know I remember in the New Testament there in the 5th chapter of Acts where that uh, they were gathering up food this is where deacons were first appointed or is it the 6th chapter I'm not looking at it but anyway uh, there was a famine in Jerusalem because people had brought all their goods and had uh, given them to the uh, Jews from Jerusalem. Well, the Grecian Jews, that meant the Jews that were living in uh, the Gre uh, Grecian nation, uh, they were being neglected in the daily ministration of the food. And so they point appointed six men that pleased the whole multitude. They voted on it. So, yeah, we're... We uh, agree. And so uh, the people brought their goods and, and laid it down at the apostles' feet. Well, Sapphira and um, Ananias was husband and wife, 
And Ananias brought the money and laid it down at the apostles' feet and uh, uh, told them that they, he had sold his property and he had brought the money. And Peter said, did you bring all of it? He said, yes. Now I'm using my own words. And so he said, the feet of the men are standing at the door to take you out to bury you. And that's exactly what they done. They took him out and and buried him. Well, uh, shortly after, his wife, Sapphira, she didn't know what had happened. But when she came in, well, he, Peter asked her the same question, did you sell the land for so much? <laughs> she said, yes. And he said, the feet of the men that are standing at the door that carried your husband out is going to kick you out. And so they did. She gave up the ghost and died. She lied. He lied. It didn't pass the muster test. They uh, uh, were caught and they were buried. That could be your end, sinner friend, because if you lie, you're going to get caught. Now, here's what happens usually in a lie. You tell one, and then you forget what you said, and you tell another one to cover that one up, but you contradict what you'd already said. Now, see, that happens in court all the time. They'll have a, a defendant to tell his side of the story. Well, maybe at the time that he was arrested, he'll tell them one story. And then when it goes to court, he will tell yet a different story. So they know that he's a liar. He's telling lies. They convicted him because he was guilty. And you see, that's just an earthly court. This is men facing men. But what about when you face God? Uh, you won't need to tell the story. God's already got the record of it. It says, By thy word shalt thou be justified, and by thy words shalt thou be condemned. So you better tell it right to start with, or else you're going to join that multitude that no man can number in the lake of fire. Straight is the gate, and there is the way that leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. But broad is the gate, and wide is the way that leadeth unto destruction, and many be that go in thereat. Are you going to be one of them in that broad road that's wide enough to accept whoremongers, liars, covetous, uh, liars, um, uh, stealing, liars? I just want to emphasize liars. If you're a liar, that's what it is. When when you told your parents that you'd been out with certain people, but you were not, you were out with the wrong crowd, do you realize that God's got a record of that lie? He's not going to erase it. But 
there's a way that you can erase it. All the lies, all the sins, everything that you've ever been doing that is wrong or that you are charged with. You can go to Christ. Jesus Christ, the righteous. He's the one and the only one that can forgive your sins, including the lies. You don't have to join that bunch in the lake of fire. Can you just hear people uh, while the ages roll on and roll on and roll on, screaming out, Yes, God, I was a liar. I'm sorry that I was a liar. Will you please forgive me? God won't hear that. It's too late. They've already uh, run their race here on earth, and they run it badly, and now then they're paying for it. They're a part of a sinful people that were liars. Now, I realize that uh, when we get saved, that grace takes care of all of that. <clears throat> That's the only thing that will. You couldn't do enough good works in your life or in 50 trillion lifetimes to erase one sin. You just can't do it. And so uh, what you need to do <clears throat> excuse me, is to get right with God. Let him get rid of that. Let him bury your lies in the sea of forgetfulness and all other sins. Because we, I, I just want to remind you that you're a sinner. And sinners don't go to heaven. I'm talking about those uh, that have never repented of their sins and been saved by grace. Uh, they're saved sinners, and then there's lost sinners. <clears throat> you hear us mentioning that all the time. Well, that's the truth. There's some that have been saved by God's grace. And let me explain to you, sinner friend, what that grace is. That is uh, unmerited favor. In other words, God favors you not because you deserve it or not because you earned it but just out of his own goodness. He forgives us. What about that? I see on television all the time, all the people that have uh, their confidence in something other than uh, the grace of God. And I wonder myself, how about that? Do you really and truly believe what you're saying to that false God? I know I went to Trinidad <clears throat> one year, and I'd gone into the temple where the Hindus go. And up there was all those beautiful uh, goddesses that was uh, painted up. Oh, they were beautiful. And they were made out of concrete. And so I asked the president of the temple, uh, would he like to come over to church? We were having a revival. 
Well, he wasn't at the time, but he, I said to him, I said, can those gods up there that you're worshiping, can they hear you when you pray? Can they forgive you of your sins? Can they take you to heaven when you die? And of course, the answer is absolutely no. They're handmade. The man that made those goddesses are greater than that figure standing up there all painted up. Now that's just one illustration. I give you dozens that I've seen just in recent days on television where people are worshiping uh, anything, everything. But yet they're not worshiping God. God said, look unto me, all ye ends of the earth, for I am God. And beside me there is no other. There's no other God. Oh, there's false gods, but there's but not but one true and living God. And that's the one you must pray to. You can't pray to these false gods and get your sins forgiven. I know that people will go to these uh, temples or wherever they go, and it's not just the uh, Hindu people. It's lots of them. They'll go, and they'll <clears throat> bow down. They'll worship, and they'll touch themselves in many places. And then they get up and leave and say, I'm cleansed now. I'm okay. No, you left that place just like you went to it. You went to it uh, carrying your sins. And you left with your sins still on you, still charged against you. Not someone else. You can't say, well, Daddy calls me to sin or Mama, Dad, uh-uh. No, you sinned on your own. It was a choice that you made. You uh, very consciously broke the law of God. You told a lie. And so many other things. A lot of times, lies don't get out into your mouth. They stay in your heart. Your heart is a liar. And that's the reason I'm saying, be careful that you don't lie to yourself and tell God that you're okay because when the Holy Spirit comes to your heart, uh, he's going to uh, convict you of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment to come. That's what he does. That's his job. That is his office to do that, and he does it well. You would know that, wouldn't you? That when you've done something wrong, that he's there to tell you you did something wrong, something displeasing to God, something that you've got to repent of. Not just that. Listen, be clear on this. You can't go to God and just said, say, God, I'm a liar, and I want you to forgive me. That's not it. That's not where your problem is. The problem is that you're just a sinner, period. You do it all the time. Maybe not tell lies, but you do something else that is a sin. The Bible says, whatsoever is not of faith 
is sin. The breaking of the divine law is sin. Or it, the Bible says the transgression of the law is sin. And it is. You know that. But I'm begging you as one that loves you to please, please seek the Lord with all your heart and just come clean with him. That Not only lying, but everything else in the world. But it was just on my heart to think about how many people tell lies. They've told them to me, they've told them to you, and they've told them to everyone. So I want you to really think the seriousness of being a liar. It said here, where I read to you, that all liars shall have their part in the lake of fire that burns with fire and brimstone forever. I beg you, sinner friend, please seek the Lord and then uh, live for him when you... Uh, uh, when you get saved, live for him. 